I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of Vampire's Piss, a, a podcast about the 1988 classic horror comedy starring Nicolas Cage, Vampire's Kiss. I am your host, Cassidy Eason, and I am joined by a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Hi, I'm John. Do I go full name? Is that what you... Yeah, if you want. To, it's up to you, man. Yeah, John, John Vella. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's who i am and uh yeah thanks for thanks for having me on um i've never seen vampire's kiss it, until pleasure today. as always so uh, i'm very and interested to talk i about have this. to know yeah. what what did you think i saw your letterbox review and it unlocked some things <laughs> for me so i would really like to like know what you're thinking because you've really opened my eyes to some things it, that oh with the one I had a very small review for it. Uh, I'm shocked that your that review was one things. sentence long. It was one sentence long, and yeah, it changed my review early on because like mm-hmm. you know you're watching shit and uh, oh wait, am I allowed to curse? I think mm-hmm. yes, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can say yeah, you can edit you that out. Show. Um, like not the curse, like me asking. I'll if only you can edit out one word. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'll add that one word, and it is a and it is a streaming service uh, that does not sponsor us yet. Yes, I understand. It's yeah. yes, okay. <laughs> now that's the they that's who they are. that's a four letter word. That's a curse. Um, until they sponsor, <laughs> so please, if uh, anyone yeah, from that is listening and you know what we're talking about, sponsor sponsor the the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you here, folks. First, it's not just me saying this. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, I anyway, my review changed because, as you know, you watch something, uh-huh. and uh, if you if yeah. you're really into Letterboxd, you're thinking of it as it goes. Not that you're like, trying to come up with something witty, but like you're wondering like where is mm-hmm. this going? Where am I at right now? Halfway through yeah. the movie, it, it was going to be, uh, this is Nicolas Cage's Batman, and then things take sure. a, a drastic change, and the, the final <laughs> review was. <laughs> This is Nicolas Cage's Joker. Uh, and so and... it just, there was two things I could describe, like I could compare this movie to, and that is obviously Joker with Joaquin Phoenix in like mm-hmm. the most broad, like, yeah. broad strokes. Uh, and then. <laughs> Which it, it's, it, yeah. And the other one is The Room. But we'll get into that uh, oh, sort of. Okay. <laughs> There's not, a, it's not like crazy similar, but. I caught some things that it, I was interested it, in, like, oh, hold on. So. Oh? Yeah. Is everything okay with the recording? Yeah, why? Oh, no, I was saying, like, oh, yo. Okay. Like, you just said, oh, hold on. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> well, that's really not what you should be saying uh, okay, in the middle of a podcast in, in mid-sentence. But, no, I was saying, like, there were <laughs> there was moments uh, in the movie where I get there and I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, hold on. This is, like, the room. I should have finished. I you see what you're... I can see that. It's, it's really... 
it really blows my mind that neither me nor Matt has made the Joker comparison, nor anyone who's been on the show before. Really? I, but when I like, I, I watched, I started my watch like right after yours ended mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and I looked at Letterboxd and saw that you reviewed it and you said that and I was just like, holy shit, he, he's right. This is a very Joker-esque movie. It's, and yeah. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And I think it's really like tuned me into, I think this movie is tied into many movies in the world. Because I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before, but me and Matt have been talking nonstop about how this movie is like American Psycho. Yes. Hard to agree. I also I was thinking that too towards the beginning. Yeah. Oh, and the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the end. So yeah. <laughs> he yeah. does a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucked up. It's all, um, it's very toxic. Yeah, the, the the guy I mean the 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 scene that made me think that when I first watched it was the boardroom giggle fest. Yes. I'm sure you know yep. of it. It's just like yeah. the fucking when they do the the business cards and shit. It remind me of like yeah. similar vibe of like okay, this is a group mentality, and I hate it. But not I didn't hate it in the sense of yeah. like this sucks, but I hated it in the sense of like ah, oh, I fucking I hate people like that. Yeah, these these guys are they're not good guys. Um, but yeah, uh, awful. <laughs> what did you think of the movie overall? Uh, <laughs> like. I, I not to spoil anything, but your rating wasn't very high. <laughs> yeah, uh, this which is, is fair. You know, this movie's not for everyone. This was something I really I, I did want to talk to you about because I I rate mm-hmm. I never look at like and not to keep harping on Letterboxd, although I am a, I am a whore for Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Me too. I never look at the like the scale for a movie before mm-hmm. I rate it. Um. And sure. so I gave it a two out of five, which I'll explain in a second. <laughs> but uh-huh. it's it's very interesting to see that the the peak of the scale for that movie is a four out of five. And I can't tell if it's oh, because people right. actually like genuinely like it or because it's like a kind of like it's it's a bad movie that's fun to watch. I don't know. Because I, I'll say I I didn't really I didn't really dig it, but I didn't think it was like atrocious. <laughs> it's it's the funniest part about it is Nicolas Cage, and I'm sure everyone says that, but I sort of think this movie until we get to there's a certain theme towards the second half uh, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, he's he did what to that woman, and that's when it turns into okay, this isn't a dark yeah. comedy. This is meant to not just be a dark. comedy yeah it's just dark like because first half well, you're thinking i was laughing out loud not because he's bad in the role i think he's actually playing madness very interestingly but i don't think he's like a bad yeah, actor in the movie well, it's just like the way it, i don't know like the the way they shot it and i yeah well so i i've i've kind of gotten a few vibes off of i might i myself haven't done much research on this movie uh, I think the people who've done the most research at the moment are Matt and Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really look anything. I, I didn't Graham know if that is, was against the rules or not. Yo, if there are it's, rules, it's there's no rule against <laughs> research. I the only rule in this podcast is you have to have seen the movie. You have to watch the movie. 
Um, that's pretty much it. Any, any extra credit you do is up to you. But, um, like, Graham told me on the episode that he was in that the director didn't seem to like Nick Cage very much and that Nick Cage wasn't the first choice for this role. It was actually, De- I think it was Dennis Quaid. Okay, that's a that's a jump. Yeah. So it, I was thinking about that today while I was sitting down to watch the movie, and I was like, I wonder what kind of fucking movie this was before Nick Cage came along and was probably unbearable on set and added his weird little spin to it. Yeah. You know? Well, because I think I think this because he's so like different and weird compared to all the characters so it's like i think he maybe brought 100 percent of that energy himself i don't think anyone told him to do that oh i would yeah i would 100 uh, percent. actually i did there was one thing i did see uh about i don't know if graham or matt had brought it up but uh the only factoid that mm. i know about this movie is that nicholas cage showed up on set day one with a pencil mustache and wanted that to be part of the character <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I was like, you know what? Maybe it's more no. fun to not read about this. <laughs> they it's like they I didn't let him keep it. No, oh, apparently man. they did not like it. I mean, I could have read that wrong, but That's I so swear sad. to you, I saw a sentence that said he showed up first day with a pencil mustache, and I think that you see, we go from Dennis Quaid to Nicolas Cage. That's a big change. This drastically mm-hmm. different movie. Yeah, I think Nicolas Cage this performance pencil mustache is an even weirder also, change. That yeah. God knows what that would have yes. been like because I don't know. I got a there was one aspect something, of his performance that I did want to ask you about. And that was his accent. Oh sure, tell me. What the fuck is he supposed yes. to be British? It, no, so <laughs> I'm like I think he's taking a swing at a Philadelphia accent. Really? Oh, wow, okay. Yes, well because at the at the end, he like reveals that he lived in Philly for like he was like born and raised in Philadelphia, but then was he, he <laughs> well, but then he moved to New York for ten years. Yeah. So, like, I think he's doing an, a Philly accent, but like his own sort of version of I don't know, man, because I've never heard this kind of accent before. I've only ever heard it on another podcast, and really? it's a lot more exaggerated on that podcast. Yeah. It's like a... I'll plug it again. I like this podcast. It's a, Oh, These, Those Stars of Space, a, a comedy TTRPG podcast about Star Trek-type individuals. Oh. Um, and Branson Reese, a great, great artist, very funny guy, he plays a character named Liberty Balboa, who is a giant cockroach from the planet of Philadelphia 2. Um, like Rocky. And he's the ship's chef. And he kind of talks like Peter Lowe a little bit. Huh. Yeah. So that's how I kind of came to the conclusion that I think it's supposed to be a Philly accent, but I don't actually know for sure. I think I'd have to... The thing is, I have a friend who lives in Philly right now. I have not visited yet. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, but, you know what to do. Uh, Sal, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> I I feel like I'd have to list, like, <laughs> hear somebody who's in Philadelphia because mm-hmm. I could not, off the top of my head, like, think of what that would sound like. But that would, that's very interesting. I you was just, just 
I was flabbergasted at some mm-hmm. of his lines in this, the way he spoke them. But the, I think they yeah. added, like they make it more fun. If Dennis Quaid was saying some of these lines, I think this movie would have been like, mm-hmm. this would have been something like my parents would watch back when it came out, probably. If well, Dennis Quaid was in. Yeah. Like it would have been a drastically different tone. That's the thing. And I think it would have been way more serious of a movie without Nicolas Cage's performance, even with everything else around it. Because he's really the only thing that's like yeah. fucking out there in this well that's that was my thought was like how boring and cookie cutter would this movie be without nick cage because looking at it now i'm just like what what was the tone gonna be without him you know yeah what did they want it's just so strange because he he empirically changes the movie around him with how crazy he is 100 percent. and you start to ask yourself like if Dennis Quaid was in this, okay, what like would have been like marginally better from like a, like a critic standpoint or whatever, but then you're like, nah, I think for mm-hmm. the culture it's it's better that we got Nicolas Cage doing this. Because it's far more yeah, entertaining well, I also than watching think this was... Dennis Quaid, probably. Yes. No shade on Dennis. And I also think this was what one of his first roles. Yeah, no shade, Dennis Quaid. If you want to be <laughs> on the podcast, I would love to love to hear about what what was up with Vampire's Kiss. That would um, be cool. Actually. I also think this is Nick Cage's first movie. I think. I thought, or it was one of his first. I know. I think his first movie, I could be wrong, is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Really? Yeah. Well, he's he's like a huh. he's a character. He's one of uh, Judd Nelson's friends in that. He works at like the burger place. I think it was a burger place. But I know I he's see in that there. movie. You haven't seen it. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen it. No, um, I. It's worth a watch. I, I might. Cho- maybe I'll choose it as my uh, as my uh, skip skip movie because I I still have my uh, my skip skip. Oh, you, oh, because you the could podcast. you could skip watching yeah. this and watch a different Nicolas Cage, right? Yep, just once. Oh, interesting. And you haven't used it yet. Yeah, I I haven't used it yet. Um, that- I'm holding <laughs> strong. I'm waiting till I'm over the halfway marker. Okay. No, you know what? Yeah, hold out. Yeah, but I will say I have to commend yeah, you. Yeah, we'll... this. I don't know how oh, you could watch you. this. Well, how many times have you watched this? <laughs> do you know? This is, is that... my twenty. This is my. I do know. This is my twenty fourth time watching this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I... We're, I'm almost to the like halfway mark. You must have this thing memorized then, no? Not almost? quite. <laughs> Although I will say, uh, I did like get up. At one point during the movie, and go to the bathroom, and I decided, "Fuck it, I'm not, I'm not yeah. pausing this." And I went, and while I was in the bathroom, I was, I found myself timing out what was happening oh, in the movie, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if I'm right." And then I walked back out into the living room to to continue watching, and I, I was right where I had left off. I was like, "Yes, I would." I was like, "Oh my god, I guess it correctly." I like said the line out loud as I walked into the room. Funny. Yeah. So I'm getting there. I um, um oh I I don't know. Was there any is uh there anything before I take this thing off the rails? Because uh, <laughs> I might be taking this off the rails for a second. But uh, no, go go okay, right ahead. Um, it's a, the the wheels okay, in your hands. Cool. Um, then I am Jesus. Um, which is funny because this movie's about <laughs> vampires and they don't like Jesus. Um, I'm still I'm just Apparently laughing in my head and the people outside the nightclub that just put up the put their fingers into a cross and chase him away. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm this is I've been doing this thing for October where I'm just watching one movie every day, right? So this was mine for today. Hmm. And uh, sure. I've been going for more spooky movies. Would you consider like what do you think? Do you think this has any merits as like a spooky Halloween movie, or is this more uh, like uh, hmm. a thinker? Like a like it's how do I? Huh. Is this a movie that's supposed to be more, like it's not? Do you think the intention of this was to make a movie that would like unsettle people, or is this a movie about like uh, a commentary on like a descent into madness? Do you think? Because I'm curious, it fits. Um, it's, I think it sort of fits into a Halloweenish category, think, sort of. It's not exactly a slasher, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's confused, is what it is, because I think the like the dialogue and the actions and the direction of everything is like kind of the second option you said there is what it wants to be, and then it also wants to have a little dash of comedy in there, but that doesn't always come through and it mostly just comes through with nick cage but the i'm hesitant to put it in one category or the other because one thing that does like almost fully cement it as like a spooky horror movie that you could watch on halloween is the score yes Yes. like i don't know if you were paying attention to that but it's very orchestral and like like very classic horror movie type music and i'm just like <sighs> there's not a lot of horror imagery in this there's not a lot of scary stuff but there's some and the music would have me believe a lot of these scenes are pretty scary and unsettling so i don't know yeah even the way it's it starts uh, it's weird with the uh the city yeah. and just the music and it's like a long credits mm-hmm. uh credit roll and i was just sitting there like this is I hear that music sometimes. Eerie. Oh, I would imagine you hear it yeah. in nightmares at this point. <laughs> that song you were talking about earworms earlier today. Yeah. That song's an earworm for me now. Really? The fucking that shit gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah, honestly, fucked up. Do you know who did the score for it? I didn't look. But uh, I am curious. Oh God, I, I I did. Can I now is that is that illegal? Yeah, you go for it, man. I like how I'm just all about like, <laughs> oh my God, what are, <laughs> what are the rules? Uh, okay, it's fine. It, I it love down. it. I love that you think I have any authority in this podcast. <laughs> just edit I'm out. I'm not going to edit anything out. Uh, John. I would just edit out whatever makes no. me look stupid. Like, d- don't make don't like. Just, okay, uh, edit out me asking if I could curse on this. Um, <laughs> Let's see who who did the who did the score for this. Yeah, while you look for that, um, Colin Towns. I'm, you can't do anything. Yes, I found it. That's his while name. I do it, you can't do what you're going to do now. Dang. Um, you know Towns. what? I appreciate it. I appreciate I'm your quick. your efficiency. I have IMDb on speed dial. Um. <laughs> I yeah. Big shouts out to Colin Towns. the The score for this movie is really like really good. I I find myself just enchanted by it every time. Um, it's interesting. He hasn't really done anything. Uh, I've seen okay. Either. What else has he done? Uh, anything like big? Not really, to be honest. The, the Moth. I don't. I want to watch oh, that. Well, That's two hours and thirty-two you know, minutes. He, good God. 
Um, he made a he made a masterpiece, and then he was like, "Well, that's that's yeah." Bad. This is all. Oh yeah, I'm not even going before. Let's see what he did before that got him this job. Or was this his first movie? Um, I don't know. The, I mean, I wouldn't. No, yeah, wouldn't he, he did a couple. Be movies, but... surpri- Oh shit! Anything good or notable? Something called Knights and Emeralds. Uh, oh, ooh, it's about a racially divided that town. Cool. That's interesting. Rawhead mm, Rex. Okay, well, <laughs> an ancient creature. Yo, he called did Rawhead Rex. He did. You know it. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, it. it's Clive Barker. Yep, he did the. He did the. There you go. It's look at that. That that movie fucking rules. Oh man, Rawhead Rex. Slayground. Right, I'm gonna make a note to myself. So, fu- Slayground. <laughs> it says thieves run over a child while escaping after a robbery. A deadly hitman who likes to taunt his oh. targets is hired to track them down. <laughs> Stone moves Hang to on. England, but Slate. the assassin follows, loosely based on Donald Westlake's cult crime novel. Sounds interesting. Is this is Slayground uh, spelled how I think it's spelled? It oh, it yeah. looks like it. Yes, it's Playground okay. with an S. All right, cool. I got it. Um, well, I'm going to add that to my to watch list, and I'm going to try and find a way to tie Rawhead Rex into the greater podcast universe. Yeah, I mean, um, if it's as good as Vampire's Kiss, then I think uh, Colin. I I really like it. It's very weird, um, and not it's as Barker. I don't uh, Yeah, but it's not as like weird. I don't know. It just I don't I don't remember there being any like deeper meaning to it. Hmm. Because I feel like most of his movies have some kind of deeper meaning or like are an allegory for something, but. Um, Rawhead Rex, I did I I just kind of like would see this big Celtic demon in a leather jacket and I would be like, Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about this. You're supposed to think that it's badass. Don't you know that I, anybody I mean, wearing yeah, a leather true. jacket I, just I, automatically gets badass? He you know, I, I agree. The the demon looked cool as fuck. And I was like, oh, damn, a he's demon? a cool guy, but what does he say? Yeah, Rawhead Rex is a demon. Oh. I thought it, can I can I tell yeah. you what I thought it was because I didn't read the the description what, a horseman uh I thought oh I'm I'm thinking of like a dude who turns whose head is like a dinosaur like a t-rex that was yeah. my visual when I saw oh, like Theodore Rex um sure I don't know what that is is that a thing that's a movie with Whoopi Goldberg and um, a T-Rex in tennis shoes that's like solving a mystery with her or something. A mis- and it's a mystery movie? Wow. I think there's a mystery. I don't know. I I've never seen that. it, but I just know of it. I do too. <laughs> it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, it looks ridiculous. I've seen a trailer for it because my, my friend Kevin was telling me about it and I didn't believe him that it existed. <laughs> um. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to uh, uh, what we're actually <laughs> the movie Vampire. Yes, Kiss. what we're here to That's talk about. I um, I have a I have a question for you. Um, on this podcast, we like to you know pick out little moments that stood out to mm-hmm. us in the watch, uh, just to keep things fresh. Um, did you did anything in this in this particular watch uh, stand out to you or grab your attention? Or tickle you in uh, any any particular way? Uh, yes. Um, first of all, I've seen the clip online. 
previously to this. It's the only uh, thing I had seen about this. Yes. Um, where he's listing off the. I, I bet I. Yeah. A B C D E F G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hilarious. Yeah. That's was, a fam- that's a big famous one. My favorite part of that though is all the posing he does. Because it's just famous. like just each every like section of let he goes four letters and then switches, uh, and it's uh-huh. it's crazy. It's like watching a robot snap into different positions. Um, but like he's almost voguing. Yes, that's probably uh-huh. a better word. Um, <clears throat> but what stood out to me, and here's where we're gonna get cerebral, Cassidy, because oh boy, I can't <laughs> wait. I love it. This uh, there was one sort of like theme that I that I was realizing and. It, I'll tell you this, and it could be very uh, surface level, but uh, I wrote down some examples of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that sure. Peter really wants control over women in this one. Yes, there's a very he does. Like just even from the beginning, the couple the couple uh, examples I put are uh, uh, first one would be with that first girl. I, did we ever get her name? Was it like Stacy or something? Jackie. Jackie. It's Jackie. The one he leaves at the yeah. at the art thing yeah yes uh, yes he they walk out of that club and she hails a cab and he's like no we're not doing mm-hmm. it we're doing it my way all right so they go back yep. then mm-hmm. uh you know yelling at uh alva uh a lot of that stuff he wants yes. her to check the files which he does often she says that yes mm-hmm. and then the whole movie um and then she says mm-hmm. she checked them and he goes she's like but i'll check these and he goes no 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 i've done that already it's like okay, whatever. And then, yeah, the therapist, or uh, I mean, it's it's different Dr. in Glazer, context after which finishing I have a the movie. Big, I have a big question about her. Okay, later. Um, it's different in yeah. context uh, after watching the movie, but before I had seen like that there was a reveal with her. Um, he said reveal. he's the one who says our time is up. Whatever he wants to be, he wants to be the one in control of all these situations. Uh-huh. Even to the point where when he meets yes. Rachel, right? And I have a question for you about yes. Rachel, so we're gonna swap. You're gonna give me the uh-huh. one about uh, the okay, sure. Give you one of Rachel, but with Rachel when he uh, turns to no, her, mine is mine is really gonna mine is really gonna do real things. So you ask me the Rachel one first. Okay, I'll do it right after. Um, this yeah, the scene where he meets her, right? Uh, he turns uh-huh. to her and says, "Did you get that joke?" And she says no, mm-hmm. and then he just moves in. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little weird. Like he's like, okay, yeah. um, okay, she doesn't get it. All right, I'm going. Like he just seemed like a sleaze bag to me. But uh, it just felt he's, it was, he's it was a bit very, of a sleaze. Oh, 100. percent This man was down so bad, his mind tricked him into thinking he was a vampire. That's what the that's where the movie I goes. Um, well, that's not how I read it, but <laughs> no, no, you can. Uh, yeah, that is a. <laughs> one of the theories yeah. I had while watching this, but I'll say this: my theories changed every five seconds because something new would happen that negated or confirmed yeah. something else. Um, the Rachel question I had—that's how I feel every time. Oh, really? I watch this movie. Um, yes. <laughs> I w- with Rachel, but right? yeah. What the? F- mm-hmm. What's the, when he meets her? Do you think she's real? Like that first yes. one, and then but then uh, when they go back, do you think he he brought her back, or is that also him imagining so, that she's a vampire? For the last twenty three watches, I have been, uh, you know, sort of flip flopping on whether she's real or she's only sometimes real, or he knew her when he was in high school or something, but. 
This watch, I concretely believe she was real the whole time. Even as a vampire? Yes. Interesting. I believe she's a vampire. I believe her and Donald are vampires. And I believe, and I think this is actually a theory that Annika, a friend of the show, uh, I think they 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 said this when uh, they were on the show that they believed that she was a vampire the whole time and she was like just fucking with Peter the whole time hadn't actually turned him was just feeding on him and toying with him and when he finally like risked it all to become a vampire she like dropped dropped the leash and said fuck you you're you're gut you're dead to me now that. Um, I think I I think I'd be more likely to so, believe that. I thought I didn't know yeah. what the hell was happening. Well, I don't know honest. what it was. Yeah, but if I had to guess, yeah, I guess my theory watching it was the the only two times I'm wondering like whether she's real or not is the first when he first meets her because I wasn't sure if maybe mm-hmm. she was always yeah it, just something in his head um, because she doesn't even yeah when he meets her she doesn't interact with anybody else. Um, because he just like mm-hmm. walks away from the conversation. That's yeah. That's kind of how I read it when I when my first watches too. Because she was always around when other people weren't yes. around. Yep. So he, I was like unsure if she was real. But then we get to that last nightclub scene where he's not only interacting with her around other people, he's interacting with other people who are interacting with her. So that scene confirms that she is real, not only to him, but to other people. So it made me think, like, well, how did he know that she was going to dress like this and have a guy named Donald with her in his hallucinations if she was not just a fucking vampire that was everywhere all the time? Well, because when you first see Donald... so. He just comes up in that one scene. Yeah. And when you first see him, I was yeah. like, okay, now but, he's just imagining she's going off with some guy. And then they walk out there and she's yeah, this is <laughs> she's his, like, this is, Peter, this right? This is how I'm he like, wishes Wait. he was. Yeah. And I'm like, so uh-huh. she does. he does know her. So I'm just wondering yep, if- Yep, he knows her. And, and also Donald is real. Donald is not yes. just a, a, a figment. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that Rachel was probably- real in the first meeting when he first meets her mm-hmm. and then uh yeah. i want i would say nothing came of it i don't think she he ended up going yeah. back to his apartment with her um because yeah. that's what causes his like uh obsession with her for some whatever for whatever mm-hmm. reason i think that's the start of his uh decline um because yeah. then at the end it, just specifically because at the end she's she's like a yeah, peter right like yeah, I remember you. Like, mm-hmm. it just it means like nothing really happened. I, I think because they probably spoke yeah. and then something went wrong that we don't see. It's just off off screen. Um, and yeah, they they, just they probably just didn't hit it off as much as he thinks he they did. Yeah, but uh, I kind of I like the idea that she she's a vampire the whole time and just fucking with him. That's more fun. Yeah. So yeah, John, <laughs> this is I think that's that's exactly how I was thinking about it. Like for the last twenty three watches. Um, but I guess what you need to do is you need to watch it 23 more times to see it how I see it. Uh, um, that would be an option, yeah. <laughs> I, that's uh, that would be an, or or maybe this. Mm-hmm. I could like he yeah. does in the movie. Imagine that I watched it again, and again, <laughs> and again, 
Um, no, I, I mean, That's down fair. the line, I wouldn't mind watching it again. It, like I said, it wasn't like I gave it two out of five. It wasn't that. It wasn't like an atrocity. Um, no. Very few things are atrocities, really. It takes a lot for a movie to make me like actually hate it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm two, pretty Rob forgiving. Zombie. Sorry, controversial. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you had a question. You said you were going to ask me something about the therapist. Yes. I'm curious yes. what that I, is. I asked this of all my guests oh. because it is important to me. This is something I... This is probably a bigger conspiracy theory that I have um, than any of the others that I put forward in this whole okay. this whole show. So you do you you remember the scene where Peter calls Doctor Glazer and gets his appointment moved up, right? Yes. Is that where the guy comes he's in? Got like he's the, like the like there's a man yes. with her at that point. Yeah. Yes. So okay. who do you think that man was? Who is that man? <laughs> um, who is that man? Fuck. I... I don't know. Well, because, okay, well, we have to start this the same way we started Rachel's thing. Was she real the whole time? Uh-huh. Do you think she's just not real at the Dr. end? Dr. Glazer? Or do you think he's never been? Yeah, do you think he's never been going to, to therapy? Because I was just I No, was I think Dr. Glazer's real. Okay, because, you know, because he's having the whole breakdown at the end of the movie where he's talking to her and it's cutting back to the... Um, yeah. No, um, I think I think she's real. Because, and I want her to be because my theory is that that guy who is with her is Emilio. Wait, like Emilio, like Alva's brother? Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. What do you you're, think? You're, okay, you're unlocking this memory because I did think that was him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you said I got that, another on. one. Wait, wait. When you said that, I'm like, who the hell would that guy be? But I do remember thinking, like, wait a minute, is that her brother? Um, because he's got like a similar hairstyle. I want it. I don't know. He's got um, a similar build. He's got a similar hairstyle. Yeah. But what would be the significance? We see, we see both of them that. shirtless. That's true. Do oh, they have there's the same not. Size nipples? I just. That's the real uh, test. I, oh dang! I guess All next right. time we I watch well, this, next I will have to. Right, twenty-five uh, nipple watch. Twenty-five, yeah, nipple watch. Vampire's um, nips. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I will admit that looking at the credits, Dr. Glazer's lover is played by a different oh, person okay. than <laughs> the person who plays Amelia. Right. But but I believe you that it Amelia is because of a scheduling conflict. <laughs> yeah, he you know that was they were shooting pickups and Emilio had already been attached to another product or another project where they shaved his head or something. So <laughs> I love this lore. I <laughs> <laughs> this I just think I just think that that guy that guy is supposed to be Emilio. Okay, well let me. I ask just you, believe it so well, hard. Let me ask you this then. Okay, so yeah. if that is uh-huh. say that is the case, we're gonna we're gonna step into a portal, uh-huh. and behind this portal, yes, lies this movie, and in the credits it says, "I Emilio. love that you're entertaining this." Yes, the man's gone, right? Yeah, the whatever the other credit. Not, not yeah. to, again, no shade to you, actor man, whoever mm-hmm. you are. Um, but. <laughs> what is the, like what is your take on that then like what's the significance of like holy shit uh his therapist is banging emilio and then emilio comes in and sta- you know puts the stake through him uh well i think it's funny that <laughs> someone no one in a relationship you? killed him oh okay. no no that's one's asked very, me this no one's entertained this theory for very long <laughs> that's really interesting because the whole movie they're harping on he's like watching people out the window it's like he, and even the speech at the yeah, end he's like, i'm going I to think, find love 
Emilio is like in a happy, I like to think that he's in a happy relationship with Dr. Glazer and they're both, they're both very beautiful and very in love and they, and he then kills uh, Peter Lowe like a dog. Oh, you know what? And, and to the, to your point as well, he takes her away from the phone. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like, I'm sick of this guy. Hey, yeah. He's always, he's always calling, you know, hey, it's, is Emilio the slasher? <laughs> but but he doesn't movie? know him. Uh, well, I mean, Emilio does contribute one of two kills that happen in this That's movie. That's true. So oh, yeah, the other, he does kill he does a, half a woman. as much. Yeah. Not Emilio. Uh, yeah. You know, Nicholas Cage. Peter, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Which is a shame because she seemed funny. She seemed funny. <laughs> well, she was going along with the, this yeah, fucking weirdo was, who walked in with. <laughs> look, she was like, she was like poking fun at him and shit. Like when he like bows to her, she like makes yeah, a yeah. like a weird yeah, face true. and bows back at him. And I'm like, oh, this. She, it's almost like she can she can roll with the bit, but then Peter gets weird and she unfortunately gets killed. Yeah, he really must have done a number with the with his real teeth because that was. Oh God! He must I, have, know. I I feel like that should have been bloodier than it was, having it been R-rated already. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was rated R for the swearing and the boob in the beginning. The boob. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. The movie kind of opens. Jackie's with that. like. Yeah. I mean, it made watching it on the plane a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and and the scenes but I would imagine what? where it keeps cutting to um, Rachel like writhing on him oh yeah that too his neck Mm -hmm. Um, i thought it was kind of funny that he never i had to like stand up i had to stand up in the plane and like (laughs) say oh it's okay she's a vampire she's draining in his blood i'd like to think that (laughs) this isn't sex i promise (laughs) i like to think that you stood up and we're going every time she's a vampire she's a vampire (laughs) losing your mind um yeah i did think though um actually yeah I was just going to say real quick, I did think it was weird that like both or I think it was just her and uh, the first girl and Rachel, Jackie and Rachel, um, mm-hmm. they both disrobe and he is mm-hmm. like Nicolas Cage never even goes shirtless in this movie. I was shocked. Well, like, we can't I, even get some. I Nicolas think Cage that's butt. because. No, Nick well, Nips? I think that's because. Well, I agree. I agree. I think Nick Nick should have shown full hog for the movie. Full hog. That's neither here nor there. Wow. I think they still would have kept his shirt on though, because, uh, you know, I I don't blame you for not seeing this, but Nick Cage does have a tattoo on his back. He does. Wait, is that the Superman tattoo? Yeah. Or is that on his arm? I know he has a Superman I tattoo. I don't know. I don't know. If I have refused time, to look it up because I want to I want to speculate about it so bad because. You that you you only get a, you catch like a little glimpse of it in one scene. It's the scene after Rachel feeds on him for the first time, and he's shaving and he cuts himself. Mm-hmm. He's sh- he's shirtless while he's shaving, and the camera's panning in, and they they pan in such a way where they try really hard not to show you his back, but on like his left shoulder blade, there is a tattoo, undeniably, but you don't get a good look at it because they try really hard not to show you. Um. And I like to believe that that is Peter Lowe's tattoo. And I w- want to pose this question to you. What tattoo do you think Peter Lowe would have? have? Let's see. What would he have? I think he has... <laughs> this was in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, my immediate... Um, for some reason, my immediate 
uh, idea was you'd have a fish tattoo, like the band Fish. <laughs> Were they around in the eighties? I don't know. Um, Probably, <laughs> but again, and, and that's not you know no shade to fish fans, um, but I just think that yeah, of course. I think he'd My have, he'd have like a band fans. tattoo. I think I don't know. It kind of like really either that. Okay, I have two theories. I... Either he'd have a band tattoo mm-hmm. uh, that he got when he yeah. was really young, and uh, and just made a, an impulsive decision. And, or two, mm-hmm. and here's where we're, we're go deep lore. Yeah. This is like your Emilio lore. Sure. I think... Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen John Wick? Yes. You ever, do you remember... Oh, I've a, seen all of them. There's a shower scene in John Wick 1 where you see his uh-huh. back. Yeah. I think it's like that. Yeah. I think he was. he's, either, he's oh. either got a band tattoo that he got when he was really young, or yeah. he's got like a past, and he's either got like prison tats or hitman tattoos yeah he's like part of the italian mob italian interesting well so it I depends on what John... his accent is philadelphia well, Hold on. well nick cage is italian well yeah and john wick he's part of the russian mob yes so um I like those. I like those answers. I especially like the fish answer because you you basically almost came independently to the same conclusion that um, my beloved co-host Matt came to about Peter Lowe. Matt Matt theorizes that Peter Lowe, when he was younger, used to be like a, a, a goth club kid who like loved to go to clubs and watch punk bands and like do emo poetry about vampires. And honestly, I could see it. That's what the tattoo is about. Yeah. And we have we have a whole thing about him and Patrick Bateman. You know, just listen to the podcast. You'll you'll see where we go with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, I love that you came to that a similar but hippie version of that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I, I just love it. Wait, what's your I mean, you've probably said it on a previous episode, but what is your as like a quick. What do you uh, think he has? Oh, I've said I've said several things, but this time I think he had a he got a um he got a tattoo of like a Wordsworth poem because he's a fucking nerd and I don't oh, like it. Oh, interest. Yes, I forgot there was that bit about the uh, he recites the line mm-hmm. and she says it and he's like he loves it. Um, yeah, no, actually, it's funny because while we while he, I almost yeah. said he had something from Dylan Thomas, forgetting that uh, Wordsworth. <laughs> I was like, do not go gentle onto that yeah. fire or something. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah, I forgot he's like a poetry dude. Because he does not, I mean, he works in yeah. literature, too. and But he doesn't seem like yeah. the type. He seems like he does not fit with the office life. Someone who, as someone mm-hmm. who's worked in an office, well, it's very, he's, yeah, I, mean, me and- I don't know how he keeps his job acting the way he does. Me and Matt believe that he's one a nepotism baby and two he's like a failed writer like he wanted to get into writing but never could and his dreams were crushed and so he was given this office job by his dad to you know connect him with uh literature somehow. Hmm. I can see that as well. But that's just our theory. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's cuz like how does he keep the um, job? He is torturing that he is torturing this woman. <laughs> And there's witnesses. I mean, it's not like he does it. There's a couple times where he does yeah. it. Like, he, like the other women are around. And he's always asking that other secretary, mm-hmm. like, where is she? It's like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. Go pay her a visit. I'm like, uh, you don't go to your employee's house. Um, but it was very. Oh, no, God. I know. I'm like, 
Alva, you should have followed through with that cops thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, look, yeah. Emilio. It's funny to me that Emilio drops the tire iron. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready I also with this I'm like, thing. bro, why would you? And he walks in and he just sees the couch overturned and he drops it on the floor. Yeah. But you don't see him pick it up, so he's going to jail. If they find that. His prints are on it. Yeah, true. But uh, that's or, the sequel. He becomes a vampire hunter. Yeah, that's honestly. Um, we need this. Is the legacy sequel we need. Um, and I got no, listen. I was also thinking about ideas for the se- sequel. Like while I was watching. Yeah. Um, one of these days I'm gonna have a game real style episode w- with Annika and Matt where we where we pitch a sequel to the movie. That would be hilarious. Yeah, like, you gotta do like. Would um, you do a sequel though? Are, like, like a sequel that came in yes. two years after, or a legacy sequel that were released uh, now? Oh shit! You know that's a great question. It would be hard to get all the actors in the same in the same roles as they were back then because they were much younger back then. And well, Jennifer Beals, she's still she still looks. I mean, pretty Jennifer good. Beals probably probably does look great. Nicholas yeah. Cage. I mean, he could just he's playing a vampire well, now. He's got it in him. That's true. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I I'm not gonna do this without my other two game real yeah. co-hosts. Uh so we'll we'll pick that up later. Um we're almost out of time. Do you have any like final thoughts about the movie before uh we do <laughs> like recommendations and plugs and stuff? Um I not a, oh, actually yes i do there's two things two final things mm-hmm. very quick. yeah sure uh, go ahead one in my notes i there was a point where I, I didn't write down the time where i did just write in my note uh like on a pad this is fucking insane mm-hmm. um i cannot remember what yeah. point that was but i thought that was funny uh the last thing i have you written could, the, here yeah. is one word with a question mark and that is mimes yes has anyone uh, brought yes, up the mimes, the mimes. Oh yeah, Me, I think Matt and I brought up the mimes episode one. The mimes are, the mimes are a strange choice. Another gl- another strange glimpse into what this movie was trying to do and what it would have been without Nick Cage. Um, yeah, and I also I think they're vampires personally. Oh, that's interesting. I think uh, yeah, I would say I guess as far as like my final review. Uh, after talking it through mm-hmm. uh, of this movie, yeah, it's really just a New York story. This is the movie where uh, it's a yes. movie where you watch uh, it, that guy you see mm-hmm. like acting crazy on the streets of New York. This is what it would be like if you followed mm-hmm. him and watched his backstory. This is it's a very New York, yes. and that's why I was gonna say about the mimes is part of me was like, why are there mimes? And then the other part of me was like, eh, it's New York. So, yeah, I this movie does make me miss New York in that way. Like, I would not be surprised if I saw um, a man walking down New York Street, New York City Street. No, absolutely not. And I'm probably sure I have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> or at least on the oh, same. I, you know, you know, the thing is, when you're in New York, you just try to ignore everybody who's being crazy and everyone who's just around you. So I I'm sure I've seen guys who are like that who I've just walked right by. Oh, yeah. That's the culture here. Oh, yeah. I miss it. I miss the culture. I miss I miss New York so much. I miss good pizza and bagels. God. Yeah. 
We'll come back. And you can have those things. I, I was just there. Oh. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, but you can go to New York City. It's not real. Yeah. What? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's not real. Anything outside um, of New York City is not real. I mean, yeah, I'm Schenectady basically Yorker. isn't real. <laughs> this is out of hand. This has gone out of hand. That that is my final. <laughs> that's my final review. I'm spinning now. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> with that, for the record, I am not a flat time to get into... That sounds. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. No, you're just a flat New Yorker. No, we get it. I'm a flat New Yorker. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into uh, recommendations, shall we? Um, this is a this is where we you know recommend something to the audience, something that we've been uh, enjoying ourselves. Can be a movie, could be a show, could be a, a music or a, a game. You know what whatever you whatever you've been enjoying lately. Oh, um, interesting. I actually haven't prepared something for this, so John, if you want to go first, um, well, like go check my letterbox. Uh, you you may um. or. Sure. I can go. Yeah, I could go. Yeah. Um honestly, yeah, go for it. I recommend Terrifier 2. If you can find it in theaters. Hell yeah. It's crazy. Uh fair disclaimer, it's got an obscene amount of gore. It's not for everybody. But if mm-hmm. you like the thing, I would say, you would you'll dig the practical <laughs> effects that they pull off in this. And uh it's just a weird Ooh. fucked up time that uh goes so over the top, it's fun. And that is what I would say you should go see. Damn, that was weirdly succinct, wasn't it? You know, you well, you didn't say the thing snippet when you were originally telling me about this movie. Now I'm like, now I'm really invested. That sounds awesome. I mean, it it can't, it doesn't surpass the thing, but of course, these practical. I don't think anything really does on a budget of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's insane. It looks like it cost a couple million. That's like it's nuts. That's like nothing. That's literally less money. That's literally less money than they made the first Halloween movie for. John Carpenter made Halloween with $300,000, which today is the equivalent of like one or two million dollars. So that's insane that Terrifier 2 pulled that off. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it was partially crowdfunded too. Wow. So it was like... Holy shit. And what's interesting too, because I have yeah. IMDb on speed dial, Yeah. the uh, Vampire's uh-huh. Kiss budget, two mil. Huh. Which is it, when you when well, you see Terrifier you know, too. If you see it, you'll see it's. I don't know how mm, they made this I would, for two and I will. million and that for two fifty. Well, you know it's really expensive to shoot in New York. I don't. I don't. And that's actually. You know, I did not um, think of that. That's hundred percent true. <laughs> um, my recommendation is a little animated movie from the year two thousand okay. called Vampire Hunter D. I uh I watched this or actually it's not just Vampire Hunter D it's Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. I watched this like 2ish weeks ago for Hooptober. Um and it's fucking awesome. It's about this like half vampire hunter in this like distant future where everyone rides robot horses and it's like medieval but with like machines and guns and vampires and monsters and shit. It, it's an anime. It looks really fucking good. It's sleek, it's beautiful, it's just so fucking cool. The story is like whatever, who gives a shit? It looks so good that you will forget that the story even exists. Uh, 
Go ahead and get on over to... Um, actually, I don't know where this is streaming. I think it's streaming on YouTube for free. If you could go on YouTube and go watch Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, it uh, it bangs. I think I did see a review of that. It seemed very interesting. It's and so I'm good. not usually one for it's like so, so uh, anime stuff, but uh, it's it looked cool enough. It's very it's very stylish. Also, it's like very stylistically like cool. Hmm. Um, all right, uh, John, you got anything you want to plug? This is the plug section now. Uh, anything you want to shout out on the podcast? Anything I want to shout out? Um, yeah, um, any social medias or projects you're working on? Um. No, I well, there's some stuff I'm working on that I, I don't think I can talk about yet, but uh, I'll, Fair I'll tell you about or that you might already know about. But uh, I guess I do a lot of photography mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, I you can follow my Instagram if you want, if you like any of the pictures there. Uh, it's at von v o h n dot jella j e l l a. It's just my name in the beginning. Um, yeah. So that's that's about it. I do a lot. Of, I post and some a lot. good picks. There's some cool Muse stuff on there now. Yeah. If you're a fan of Muse, go check it out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's they they look great. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, and of course, everybody, go ahead and follow uh, at GameRealPod on Twitter. Go ahead and follow us on Spotify and Podbean. Just look up GameReal. And you'll find the you'll find the podcast. Um, you'll find Vampire's Pit. You honestly, you can Google Vampire's Pit, and you will find it. Um, but uh, you know, it's probably easier to go through the other channels. Um, also, follow me on Letterbox. I post a lot, and I'm trying to be uh, the world's first Letterbox influencer. Um, <laughs> not real, not really. But I do post a lot, and you should read my funny funny posts. Can vouch. Uh, my letterbox is at Paneranoid. It's P-A-N-E-R-A-N-O-I-D. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's about it for the show. Can I show. say one more thing? Um, not to keep it going. I yeah, of course. <laughs> no, Final thing. Go ahead. If you got this far, I want you to tweet uh-huh. at that company that we're not naming and tell them to sponsor this podcast yes if you know what we're talking about thank you (laughs) shoot them a tweet i'll tag them in the announcement for this uh for this episode definitely um but yes thank you john that is actually i appreciate you uh holding like carrying the torch it's uh it means a lot to everyone involved of course yeah we're gonna get you Um, the sponsorship one way or another. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not another. I don't, I'm um, not threatening. I'm just saying, like, one, you know. It's either Twitter or a strongly worded letter. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining me on this podcast, no John. Uh, and thank everyone for listening. Um, I've been uh, your host, Cassidy Easton. Uh, oh, and I've been uh, John Vella. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. See ya.
dream of me, my angel.